From Marie Claire Beauty Crew and InStyle, you're listening to Get Lippy, the podcast that lifts the lid on all things beauty. I'm Carly Ullman, editor of beautycrew.com.au. I'm Sally Hunwick, beauty director on Marie Claire. And I'm Bettina Tiro, beauty editor on InStyle Australia. On today's episode, we are talking about French manicures. Are they making a comeback? It seems that they are. I don't know how I feel about that, but those I'm white tips. Oh, I don't know, but we can, we can discuss later. Um, I'll also be talking about the new lip trend that may be seeing you sidelining your matte lipsticks for a while. But first, Bettina, can we please kick off because you had a really interesting. I feel like we always are. You always have very interesting experiences with your skin. Maybe I just like to overshare. <laughs> I think I, that's I like it. Please, we like a bit of overshare. Yeah, can yeah. You, show and tell. Show and tell. <laughs> Talk, tell us about your latest skin um, debacle, dilemma. It was a bit of a debacle, but a bit of, yeah, a bit of a dilemma. So basically, because you can't see me, you can only hear me, I'm going to tell you my skin is really pale. I'm brunette with pale skin and lots of freckles. have been that way my whole entire life. So it's always like a big concern for me to be checking my skin for any new like moles and and things like that mm. which I think everyone should everyone should everyone be. should but also Especially in Australia. I'm predisposed to kind of to potentially having skin cancers mm. I don't have a history of melanoma in my family but because of my skin type and because I'm an Australian girl and I've grown up here my whole life I've been exposed to the sun so basically I decided I needed – it was about time. I turned 30 last year. I was like, about time that I get another cancer skin check. Haven't been to the dermatologist in a while, so I went to my doctor. He recommended someone to me um, and so I went off to a dermatologist. And I had a couple of moles on my back, which I was most concerned about because mm-hmm. they were kind of col- a bit of a different colour, a bit raised. Mm. They'd been there for a very long time but I'd been monitoring them. Just kind of watching, looking at them in the mirror. See if they're changing. It's hard to tell if they're changing, but I was concerned about that. So what happens is when I went into the consultation with the doctor, she, you know, if you haven't had one of these checks before, so you you take all your clothes off except your underwear. And um, I just sat on the edge of a bed and she asked me, have you got any concerns? I said, no. Or, well, yeah, I do actually. I've got a couple of moles on my back. And I was also concerned about my part because I get sunburned. Your hair part, that's yes, on my scalp. So I get, I often get sunburned, like on my scalp. It's very hard to put sunscreen up there. It's a tricky one to put sunscreen up there. And I stupidly probably don't wear hats as much as I should, often Mm. as I should. Anyway, so I mentioned those spots, and she's like, "Okay." She looked at me straight in the face, straight away, and she said, "Oh, you've got some cancerous cells on your face." Whoa! Like straight up, straight up, and I was just. You hadn't even got your clothes off by this stage. I had. (laughs) Oh, you had. But also because looking at you, you you don't have moles on your face. No. Like I've got moles on my face and I'd be like maybe those are ones to watch. But looking at you, you don't have moles on your face. No. So she pointed to probably about five or six areas on my face that she said were kind of like precancerous or cancerous cells. Mm -hmm. And she must have seen it in my face. Yeah, of course. I was really floored. I was gutted because I wear sunscreen every day. I tell everyone to wear sunscreen every day. Mm. And I probably have been pretty diligent for the last, like, I don't know, four or five years with my sunscreen application on my face. And I don't lie out in the sun. I definitely do not sunbake. I don't do any of those things. But I do live an outdoorsy life. But she said to me, look, you've not done anything wrong. This is because you have lived a life as a young girl in Australia. You've been to school. She goes, I bet every day at school you didn't have sunscreen Mm. on. She's like, you're in and out of pools as a kid, like, it wears off and you're not really reapplying, you're not thinking about it as a kid. It's the Australian lifestyle. It's Australian lifestyle. And now that I'm 30, it's starting, the effects are starting Mm. to show. So basically what she diagnosed my skin as having is called squamous cell carcinoma. Mm. So this is a non-melanoma 
type of skin cancer, mm-hmm. very common. And approximately two in three Australians will be diagnosed with skin cancer by the age of 70. So it's really prevalent. Mm, it's yeah. really important to have these checks. So what did yours look like? So that is the strangest thing because they looked just like – and there were areas that I had recognised because I'd had my skin as a beauty editor. We have our skin analysed weekly by experts. Yeah, exactly. Dermatologists. Dermatologists, facialists, everyone. And I'd been told that these spots before were a sign or a symptom of my rosacea. So basically they were slightly raised little red kind of often scaly dry spots that just never would kind of go away with moisturiser application. Did you notice these? Yeah, I noticed them, but, but I just thought, thought oh, it's just a bit of a rosacea flare-up. Right. Um, they would go down a bit sometimes and then they'd come back up and I'd be like, oh, it's just a rosacea. But no, so the dermatologist said to me, any dry kind of spots of yours that don't go away with moisturiser need to be checked. So I was lucky. She saw them early, so it's, it wasn't a huge deal. Although I was very yeah, dramatic yeah. about <laughs> I would it. I have been dramatic yeah, about it Yeah, I was just too, surprised. Especially when you think you're doing all the right things yes. and there's no obvious signs of it. It's no. just kind of a Yeah, because it's not as if you're like, walking around and we're looking at your face thinking, oh, there's patches or anything. Yeah, it was no. and not I guess obvious. That's no. probably like the important thing to know is it's you, not obvious. It's not always obvious. It's not always obvious. So we must all she be hypochondriacs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what she did to treat it, she um, just froze the areas with liquid nitrogen, kind of like mm. when you get a wart frozen yeah. off. And, um, did it hurt? Yeah, it was. Like it was a bit painful and for like an hour or two afterwards, like my skin just felt really uncomfortable and sore, mm. but then went away. They scaled and scabbed up and fell off. It wasn't very pleasant. I don't remember I didn't seeing notice this happening. This. Yeah, because yeah. I was on it with moisturiser. I was rosehip oiling and using my really thick CeraVe moisturising cream every morning and so night. So it's skincare right. routine as usual. Yeah, so everything beyond that is skincare as usual, okay. obviously covered with sunscreen as well. And, yeah, it kind of went on for a week and then my skin's fine mm-hmm. and normal now. And so then I've been booked back in to see her in 12 months. So, for example, my sister's got really olive skin and she's also seen the same dermatologist and she said to my sister, well, I'll see you in another, you know, I'll see you when you're 40. And so for her that would be like another seven years. So for me I have to see her every 12 yeah, months. Yeah, so it's skin type specific. It's definitely skin type specific. But to be fair, my sister also has moles that she needs to be careful about too. Yeah, well, I mean, I was going to say because I have quite an olive complexion and I can go from the light to the medium spectrum depending on, um, you know, if I've been on holiday or not. But I thought because I've got olive skin – I don't need to go as much because I'm not as prone, you know, as people mm. with fair skin. But I went and got my skin checked about six months ago. And I know this because I'm going for in, like, one, in, yeah. in, in like a week. Because when I went to get it checked, he's like, mm, you're very spotty and dotty. So we need to keep an eye on these. You need to come every yeah. six months. Wow. So I think. Yeah, I think if you've got a lot of moles. Yeah. So I come, keep coming back. So I think, yeah, like while timelines are a good indicator, it's just good to go. And to take and advice from yeah. from the professionals of how often you should be yeah. going. And they're very thorough. They check between your toes even, don't they? Yeah. Yes. They check everywhere. They check yeah. everywhere. And what was good is she asked me if there was any, you know, areas that I was concerned about. So I think, you know, if you're going to book in to go see someone, think about, you know, is there anything new on my body, any spots that mm. are darker or a different shade or just anything that looks yeah. concerning or just different yeah. to you. 
And if you're listening and you want to go get a skin check, um, there are please few, do. There's, please do. There's a few places you can go and figure out. You can go. You can find a dermatologist on the Australasian College of Dermatologists website, which is dermcol.edu.au, or you could do what I did: ask your GP for a referral, or who they might recommend, mm-hmm. or ask them to point you in the direction of where you might go. Mm. Um, some GPs also, can do yeah, some can GPs. do the test as There's well. They have do, to be yeah. specifically trained. There's also um, if you guys follow um, the Instagram account Call Time on Melanoma, mm-hmm. they've got um, great um, resources there where people recommend where they've gone in like their different states, cities, and things like that. So um, it's like just on the highlight reel. So if you're New South Wales, Vic, whatever, you can look at the little highlight, highlight reel where people are recommending they go. So That's great, yeah, great resource. Go get checked, guys. Go get checked. Definitely. Well, Thanks, Bettina. And up next, Sal, we are talking French manicures. So the French manicure was huge in the 90s. And what it looked like was basically a pink manicure with just a little strip of white on top to really highlight that <laughs> that tip, you know? The, like the, the, the natural nail shape? Sort of a natural weird. It was sort of like a natural nail with added... A little bit of Accent. like, yeah, it's a bit posh, you know. When I was at school, I'd get that. I'm sure every single girl listening did the same thing, getting the white out. White out. And doing the oh, tips of the white yeah. out. <laughs> and like, also so, so toxic. I'm sure oh. that's not very good The shape was also like really square. <laughs> and so it could be really yeah. square. And the problem was we also had really long nails. We liked the long nails back then. And so they could be very square and very Italian-y and very white yeah. on the end. But designers have decided that it's time to revive the French manicure. Wow. Don't know how I feel about this. Yes. So they have rethought it and they've made it much cooler, much more modern. And the I think sort of the take home from the trend is to get the tip really fine. And that's mm. mostly – there's still a lot of long nails out there at the oh, moment. There's yeah. a lot. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of long nails. I don't understand how people live their lives with such long nails. No, like the Kardashians. Like, like long, long. Have you seen – have you watched a Kardashian trying to use their f- mobile phone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're having to like – they swipe it with like the tip of their finger yeah. and their but hands then, well, like How are you unlike, and unbutton your jeans? Well, they, they have people have for that. <laughs> they have people for that. <laughs> Okay, to, need so to convince up. me why I need to get this. And I actually think, and this is maybe controversial, but I actually think it looks pretty cool. But the take home is the, th- the really the thin, thin tip and the shorter nail. So you're right. seeing this on the runway? Definitely on the runway. So you could go this sort of more traditional look, which is the white tip. Mm. And Kite had a beautiful one that was with a beautiful, really fine white tip. I mean, I don't know how they get it so fine. Do you know what I mean? It must have been with a beautiful white brush. And also um, Alice and Olivia, they were really pink and white and they sort of took the tip and sort of went down underneath. It was a bit more of an oval shape, so kind of... Kind of cool, like that. Yeah, so the color went like up over the nail end and then down into the down bed, yeah. like an almond oh. shape, and then the the so nail it was like a ring around. Yeah, yeah. So the tip That's is not cute. always really on cool. the tip the, as well. This yes. modern look. So, so the tip is <laughs> the tip is <laughs> the tip don't always you anywhere. don't have to put your tip on the tip. So <laughs> you can. <laughs> You can put your tip around the corner, which a lot of them did. I also saw some really beautiful metallic tips. And then you could also go for the, maybe tangerine, which was seen at Oscar de la Renta. When oh, that was I think done, that was my favourite. That was beautiful. Very rich girl nails, but very modern. So they were beige nail with a citrus tip. So that was really cool. Um, there was also acid orange and 
citrus sort of tones at Nicole Miller. Ola Johnson, as I said, had red and um, intertwined with some black. So you can definitely go different colours, but I think they're kind of hard to execute on your own. Yeah, I think you need to I get I think you a, almost you need, need a, someone to do them for you. Yeah, because otherwise you need a really steady hand. Hey? Really steady hand. I mean, even back in the 90s when I was a kid, basically, and it, it didn't look amazing <laughs> that I did it myself. <laughs> what, Sally? You weren't a professional <laughs> manicurist at the age of nine? That's shocking to me. So, but the the, the professionals will get the... The special the brushes, precision. the precision in there, and they have that really polished finished look. So I think that's the key to maybe get someone who knows what they're doing. But yeah. definitely try it out. And I will put some links to the some that's of the pictures true. out there um, and you'll, get, you'll also, get really inspired. So a, it's A good place for inspiration is um, she's got a great name, the expert nail artist. Her name is Bettina Goldstein. Oh, Love the she's, name. She's, <laughs> Bettina, she's Bettina with one T, but she's over in the States and she does a lot of the nail art for a lot of these big shows. And if you look on her Instagram account, which is Bettina underscore Goldstein, she has some really beautiful work. She's got a lot of this, this imagery that you're talking about. And I think she's like the go-to when you, when you yeah. go and have your, going, having your nails done, you want a little bit of nail art, look at her account because that's really cool. Well, we'll post some pictures also too in our Facebook group. That's Get Lippy Podcast. And I'm really curious to hear if you guys are into the comeback of the fringe manicure or if you're like me and you're like, oh, I'm just going to stick to my nudes, thanks. <laughs> anyway, up next, I'm going to be talking about the latest lip trend. Now, we have seen a lot of lip trends come and go. And I think previously one of the biggest lip trends for ages was the matte lip, right? Huge. Huge. I think I think we can thank Carly Jenner, but I don't know if I want to thank her for anything. Anyway, <laughs> bit nasty. <laughs> no. But the latest lip trend that's really like making waves, I guess, in the lip category, if lips can make waves, is lip oils. Huge. Massive. Uh, everyone is launching a lip oil. Mm. Massive. And like it's making it, – it's booming now, but it's not brand, brand new. Um, I mean – it's probably the last six to 12 months has really, really started getting traction. But like Clarins, I reckon, they're, and correct me if I'm wrong, the OG, I they're the OG of the lip oil. They launched yeah. back in 2015. With yeah. great colours and they keep bringing out yes. fun colours. So fun fact, when they launched, they launched with their, the honey. You know, it's like that yellowy, yeah, yeah. it looks like honey. And then the shades came later, but now the shades come, but the formulation is still that lip oil based thing. So lip oils are, you know, you're going to start seeing them if you haven't already, you're going to start seeing heaps of them. So I just wanted to take a few minutes to talk about what are they mm. because I think people get confused. There's so many oil formulations in different makeup products now that, first of all, I think people get scared about seeing oil because they yeah. think oil is heavy, oil is occlusive. Um, Oils can maybe break out. Yeah, yep. but the thing is it's lip oils. They're not heavy. It's, no. it's a makeup skincare hybrid, which is I'm, – I'm seeing more and more of this in, yeah. in makeup is the skincare benefits coming into makeup and lip oils I think is an extension of that. Mm. So the nourishing benefits of lip oil paired with the nice makeup aesthetic. So it's kind of – you can think of it as a lip product where you can nourish your lips but still like finish off your makeup look in a really nice – polished way i love the finish of them oh yeah i think i'm obsessed i was a big skeptic but i've i've really taken to lip oils and i'll tell you why in a minute but we should probably talk about like lip where does it fit lip gloss lip balm lipstick lip oil well it's kind of 
all of it. That's the thing is because you can get lip oils that are just clear or like have maybe like a subtle mm-hmm. nudie tint, which is just just you just get the gloss. But there are ones, plenty of them, more and more, that have tints to them. So it is kind of like more of that, um, you know, if you're going out and you want to finish with a red lip, you can with a lip oil. And I think the thing is that usually it's got that nice glossy sheen. Mm. So it's almost like the next level of a lip gloss. Mm. Yeah, I think so. And it's kind of like a, a backlash to the matte don't you think? It's oh, like yeah. a full, we've gone full circle we, now. Yeah, well, because, I mean, the thing with matte, I loved my mattes. I loved oh, yeah, a matte red lip and a plum lip. But I found that while there were formulations that were more nourishing than, like, the first matte lipsticks, you always just felt like that, like... Yeah, by the end of the day, you're like, oh, I am dry. You just, like, it felt cracked no. and, like, you could see it. And yeah. it's just, and that was the nature and of the formulation. And then you, need, you feel like you need some oil. Oh, yeah, God, <laughs> you just, like, plant your face in a, in a bowl of it and just be like, fix it. And so, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's kind of like people, like, I love the look, but, oh, my gosh, my lips just need the hydration. And that's where brands kind of cottoned onto it. And they're like, you know what, let's, let's help nourish the lips and it's the same as we spoke previously about how lip balms are cool again yeah yeah um i think where like where lip oils their point of difference is like why it's not a gloss is because i feel like with lip glosses they just sit on top of your lips and they just sit there sit there sit there until you either eat them away Mm. or like leave them on a cup or whatever whereas lip oils you put them on you've got that nice glossy finish a little bit of color or a lot of color and then you feel it, like you feel it, yeah. the tackiness goes away yeah. and it sinks into your lips and then you get this beautiful like plump, like nourished lip. You feel comfortable. And you still they got la- some colour And they there. last and last. I and I yeah. think that's a good point that you're saying is the tackiness goes away because, again, with oils, I think people would be hesitant because they're like, mm, I don't want to feel like there's like yeah. this, this thing sliding layer on my yeah. lips. And you're right, it's not like that. It's like the skincare benefits absorb and they work while you can like, I don't know, go about your day with your makeup look. Now, I've got a few favourites that I've got on rotation, like with all of my other things. I just pick them at random, whatever's closest on hand. So um, they're most, like I said, mostly new to pinks, but I do have some, like, ones with reddish tints in there. So the Clarins Lip Comfort Oil in the Honey is just beautiful. I love so that. Good. But I also do like the Raspberry. for It's like kind of that, Me like, too. The, just I like, like the raspberry rum. bitten. Just kissed. Just kissed. Just yeah. bitten. Just, whatever. Like, just like a hint of red. It's just really beautiful. Some, you know, blackberries. blackberries or something. Exactly. Um, also, Revlon's um, Kiss Glow Lip Oils. Mm. Nice. They're really lovely. I do really love those. Do Good you? price yeah. point what, too. I always have one in my handbag. Do you? Uh, I don't have it with me now. Where's my? I don't have my bag we in the room. You don't have the bag <laughs> in the room. Where's my bag? <laughs> I, have oh like God, a I have like a corally one. Oh, it's like, yeah. a, like an orangey-based, like, coral. I think orangey corals look really good with lip oil. Yeah. Because yeah. I think eventually I really like the Dior lip oh, yeah, glow oil. Oh, yeah, that was a too. And I think – and they have that – that what's it called when they it, – it brings out the colour in your lips. Yes. Oh. So, so after the day – after you've been applying it all day, your lips literally have turned a beautiful shade of pink. That's the, that's the amazing thing about those Dior ones because I yep. looked at them and I was like, wait, where's all the pigment? There's no colour in it. But then I realised it, like it develops, it, it develops you on your lips. Yeah. yeah. It's very magical. Yeah. No, so I like the pink one of that because it is like that, like just – it's a pinky lip without being like It's pink. so good. It's the an pink. aggressive pink. And what about the doe foot? I just have to talk about, you know, the doe foot that it, it's yeah, just yeah. so <laughs> big and so nice putting That's it on. That's a very luscious like, oh. ex- experience. <laughs> <laughs> Sal, it's good I've never though, talk about makeup like this. Usually you <laughs> save this for skincare. Though I guess it's lip oils. Also the hourglass ones, the the number 28 lip oil treatments. 
So nice. Or the, the, the 28 yeah. might be the original. But you know which ones. You like push yeah. the button down yeah. and it comes up through that metal spout. Look, $78 it is on the pricier side, but life it lasts, is short. It lasts. So maybe just buy a really <laughs> indulgent lip product it is, though. Treat and yourself. You will love Treat them. yourself. We all deserve it. We I, work hard. The world's ending. So get just My favourite, and this is the one that actually got me into using lip oils, I'm very new convert, is the Kozas one. Oh, my God. And I, I know love. that you know this one, Carly. I haven't tried it yet, but I, oh, yeah, I love Kozas. Is it Jellyfish? Is that the one? Jellyfish is the clear one? Um, I think they've got one called Jellyfish. I'm using... I love that I've one. actually forgotten the colour now. Again, it's in my We're handbag. We're going to have to get Bettina so to bring her I handbag. Use the bring I know. handbag next time. Do you know how many... Li- I, have so, I have like 20 lip products Oh, my handbag is so heavy just because of lip gloss. So <laughs> I've got, I use the Kozas one and it's like kind of again, like because I love a good like orangey base, yeah. nudie kind of colour. But what I've been doing is actually I've been applying my matte lipstick and then applying a lip oil over the top. Because oh, I want that power punch of that yeah. colour that you can only yeah. get from matte lipstick. And that's the thing. Because yeah. yeah. that's what – and long-lasting yeah. colour. Yeah, 100%. And then – but I, then I hate the dryness. I really – because I get that. Yeah. As soon as I put it on, my lips go crack. So I then apply the lip oil over the top yeah. and, like, dab it on. And I was like, oh, yes. And it's, that's not, <laughs> it's not the end of matte, I think. That's not the end no. of matte. It's not – like, everyone's got their preferences. They're, like you said, like – there's you can't get the pigment and the long wear mm. like you can from a lipstick. No, so from a yeah, from yeah. a from a from a like it's a different you're not gonna matte formula. Yeah, yeah you're not going to get the cruisy vibe. You know, it's more nudie and the or the oil. Yeah, if so you want a punchy lip, you've got you're going to have to go. For you're going to go have to go for a bullet. There's also um, it's a, it's an American brand. It's just st- started. I think it's American. Just launched in DJs and apparently Gwyneth. Paltrow. Mm. Who else? Does she need a second name? She's a a big fan. It's called Uma and it's the absolute anti-aging lip oil. That's $32 and that's just like a clear, that's like kind of more for the treatment and a gloss. Like you're not going to get a colour from that And if you're into like a slightly more alternative beauty, there's a little like based in Ayurvedic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very Gwynny. So it's very Gwynny. That's $32. That's $32. That's pretty good. It's cheaper than my um, $78 hourglass bougie one. (laughs) Anyway, guys, so that's that's our little um, story on, on lip oils. But we'll put all the links of that and everything else and links to the pictures in the show notes for you. In the meantime, make sure that you head on and subscribe and rate and review us. We'd love a review. Tell your friends. Come visit us in our Facebook group, Get Lippy Podcast. Uh, you can email us. That's tag us. Tag us on Instagram. I'm at Carly Ullman. I'm at Sally Hunwick. I'm at Bettina Tyrrell. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.